points. Extra point is good. It is now 10-0. Buffalo over the Buccaneers 11 minutes to go before halftime. Josh Allen looked to be about 15 yards out or so. Look, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite here or, you know, a know-it-all. I'm sitting on my ass in a studio here, so I'm not going to pretend I can be an NFL linebacker. But Josh Allen has had a nice 15-yard touchdown run. Part of what spring the touchdown run right up the middle was he was running past the line of scrimmage, like five yards past the line of scrimmage, pump fakes, and the defender kind of like freezes and or jumps to try to combat the pump fake, thinking they're going to try to knock the ball down. Josh Allen's five yards behind the line of scrimmage. Now, look, again, easy for me to say I'm sitting down right now on my ass watching the game on TV. I got, you know, no athletic ability whatsoever. I cannot catch Josh Allen. I cannot tackle Josh Allen even if he ran into me. So easy for me to say, but still, credit to Josh Allen being, I guess, being able to pull off the pump fake like five yards down the field and have someone bite. But it helps spring him to get into the end zone. 10 nothing. Right now, the Buffalo Bills leading the Buccaneers again. 11 minutes to go before half. Buccaneers offense, Baker Mayfield, not looking too hot right now. That is for sure. Okay, speaking of not looking too hot, let's talk about the 49ers quarterback situation. So right now, Brock Purdy's status for Sunday is in question. He's in the concussion protocol. He may not play after taking a hit to the head on Monday night. I think Brock Purdy's job is in jeopardy. If he can't play Sunday, there is no guarantee he starts another game for the 49ers. I think Sam Darnold, if he gets a start, is going to come in, play well, and take the job right out from underneath Brock Purdy. Here's why I could say that with confidence. I'm going to throw two facts your way. Two facts your way about the 49ers starting quarterback position that is not applicable to any team's quarterback job. Fact number one. It is very easy to have success as a quarterback in the 49ers system. Fact number two, Kyle Shanahan rides the hot hand. You add those two things up, easy to have success, riding the hot hand, that equals no loyalty when it comes to quarterback. That's why, again, the 49ers quarterback situation is different than the other 31 jobs. Any of the other 31 starters in the NFL get hurt. You know when they come back, whether it's one week, one month, half the season. It's their job. Right? If Josh Allen, God forbid, got hurt tonight and had to miss a game, well, you know when he's ready to return by week 10, he's getting the job. Right? There's, there's, no, there's no job competition. There's no quarterback controversy. But... When it comes to in San Francisco, there is actually no loyalty whatsoever. There is it. There is a quarterback competition right now because Kyle Shanahan has shown you he doesn't care if you've been a starter for five years or five games. If you play well, he'll roll with you. And if Sam Darnold plays well, I don't know why anyone right now could assume or believe that Sam Darnold's automatically returning to the bench if he has a 300-yard, three-touchdown game against the Bengals on Sunday. Why should you think that? Why should you assume that? You shouldn't because Kyle Shanahan has never operated that way where he is loyal to one guy. I mean, look how Brock Purdy rose to prominence. Brock Purdy last year, right, came in because Trey Lance got hurt, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Started eight games. Look, to Brock's credit, played really well. 
but started eight games. And when it came then, after last year ended going to this season, and Kyle Shanahan, uh, Kyle Shanahan having to figure out who his starting quarterback was going to be in 2023, Kyle Shanahan rode with the hot hand. He picked Brock Purdy over a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo, who he got to a Super Bowl with, and over a guy in Trey Lance, who he traded a lot of draft capital for and took number three overall. He had no equity tied up in Brock Purdy. Purdy played well for eight games, a very small sample size. And those eight games were enough for Shanahan to roll into this season, which is Super Bowl or bust, and feel confident in Purdy over a guy he already had a lot of success with, again, who went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy G, and a guy who he believed in and moved mountains to get in the in the form of three first-round picks to get Trey Lance. He pushed both of them out the door for an eight-game sample size of Brock Purdy. If that ain't right in the hot hand, I don't know what is. I don't know what is. And so if eight games is what it took to push a Super Bowl caliber quarterback and a top pick that you moved, again, heaven and earth to go get, why should then I not believe that one game by Sam Darnold is enough to push that guy and Brock Purdy at the door? Who does not have the history of success? Who has all of 12 starts to his name right now in his career? You're really going to tell me that it's automatic that Brock Purdy is back starting a week, two weeks, three weeks from now if Sam Darnold comes in and plays well? You'd be a fool to make that assumption. Because Kyle Shanahan doesn't make that assumption. And you want to know why Kyle Shanahan kind of rolls with whatever quarterback he likes? kind of changes his mood almost based on the day? Because he knows the real answer and and the real reason why the 49ers offense has a lot of success. The quarterback is the least important position in that offense. Look at it. Starts at head coach. Kyle Shanahan is a tremendous game planner. He's a tremendous play caller. And he's just a great offensive mind. Tremendous offensive mind. He puts his quarterbacks in positions to succeed. And it also helps when you have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, one of the best skill talent overall, maybe the best skill uh, group in the NFL, with the best running back in Christian McCaffrey, one of the best tight ends in George Kittle, and one of the best all-around weapons in Debo Samuel. It makes the quarterback's life so much easier when you have all of that around you. And that is why Brock Purdy went from being Mr. Irrelevant to taking this team to the NFC title game. It's not because Brock Purdy's this great quarterback and every team missed on him. Brock Purdy is a system quarterback in the sense that all he's doing is just running with the offense or the running the way the offense should be run. Taking what the defense gives him. He's not doing anything special with his legs or with his arm or with his mind or with his accuracy. He's just doing what Kyle Shanahan tells him to do. And that's why he was able to step in and have immediate success, despite the fact that, again, he was the last pick in the draft. And so that's the reason why I think that Sam Darnold could step right in and have equal, if not more success, 
compared to what Brock Purdy had because it's not about the quarterback. It's about everything around the quarterback. So if Sam Donald comes in, throws throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns on Sunday, you best believe Kyle Shanahan's going to be sitting over there saying, oh, boy, he looked good. Sammy boy, we brought him in. He beat out Trey Lance. Boy, did he look good. Let's see what else we got. Let's keep it going. Brock, take your time. Don't rush back. Let's see what Sammy D's got. And that continues. I think we've seen the last of Brock Purdy as a 49ers quarterback. And put all the way, by the way, put all your preconceived notions, put all your thoughts about Sam Darnold away. I'm not a big believer in Sam Darnold in terms of being a general quarterback. Just like I'm not a big believer in Brock Purdy if he was on any other team. But Sam Darnold, if he does indeed start on Sunday, is going to have success. And I could say that with confidence because it's literally impossible for any quarterback with the 49ers to fail. Let's just quickly look right now at the history of quarterbacks in the, um, that Kyle Shanahan has had in San Francisco and how they've done. He's had three main guys have started a lot of time for him. One is Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Jimmy G played really well. Jimmy Garoppolo, in his time in San Francisco, got to a Super Bowl, went to two NFC title games in three years, and for his career, which 95% has been um, with the 49ers, has won 70% of his games. Jimmy Garoppolo, say what what you want about him. He is seventh all-time in win percentage in NFL history. History. Seventh all-time winning 70% of his games. You could say Jimmy Garoppolo is a game manager and no better than 15th, 16th, 17th best quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to sit here and, and say you're wrong. But Kyle Shanahan, with that said, was able to take an average at-best quarterback and win 70% of his games to make Jimmy Garoppolo one of the winningest quarterbacks of all time. Not easy to do. He took, Shanahan that is, Nick Mullins, a journeyman backup. I'm sure maybe half of you haven't even heard of Nick Mullins. I can't blame you. Nick Mullins, though, Started 16 games for the 49ers. In those 16 games, Nick Mullins has thrown for the second most yards for a quarterback's first 16 games in his career in NFL history. Only Patrick Mahomes, in his first 16 career games, has more passing yards than Nick Mullins. Think about that. More than Peyton Manning. More than Andrew Luck, more than Josh Allen, more than Joe Burrow. You name any great quarterback. Nick Mullins has thrown for more yards in his first 16 games of his career than any of the other ones. Done by Kyle Shanahan. Journeyman backup, second most passing yards for a quarterback's first 16 games of his career. And even Brock Purdy. Look, Brock Purdy. Mr. Irrelevant started 14 games. He's 12-2 and in games he started and finished. 
took the 49ers to the NFC title game last year. And in those 14 games he started, has thrown for two or more touchdown passes in 10 out of the 14. These are three quarterbacks that were not highly praised, were not highly thought of when they got to San Francisco. Sure, Jimmy G was traded for a second-round pick. Did anyone actually know what to expect from Jimmy Garoppolo? No. 70% of his games, he won. Nick Mullins was starting because everyone was hurt when Shanahan first got there. Still threw for the second-most yards in the first 16 games of a quarterback's career. And Brock Purdy comes in as a third-string guy midway through the year and takes the 49ers to the NFC title game. And who knows if he stays healthy if they win that game. They might. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Shanahan finds a way to succeed. Shanahan finds a way to have success. And that is why if Sam Darnold gets a start on Sunday, I don't see him failing. I see him succeeding. And I don't see Brock Purdy getting his job back. Because Kyle Shanahan has shown you he's going to ride the hot hand. If you are playing well... He's not taking you out of the game. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Is Brock Purdy's job in danger? If Sam Darnold starts and plays well on Sunday, take him out? Or do you ride the hot hand? 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three on Twitter. We'll get your thoughts, and when we return, Deshaun Watson get a lot of criticism for his quote-unquote willingness to play football. I'll tell you why. It's not his fault. Also, really fast before we do go to break, I want to update you on the Thursday night game. It is 10-3 right now. Bills over the Buccaneers. Bucks just did get a field goal. Now, something to watch here. Josh Allen was just in the blue medical tent. Now, in the last drive in which Josh Allen eventually ran for a touchdown, he was tackled, kind of tripped up by a Bucks defender as he was running and landed on his right throwing shoulder. Now, when the Bucks were on offense, Allen was in the tent, getting his shoulder looked at, and looks to be his right shoulder. Now, he's back on the field, just had a pass tipped and intercepted. So the Bucks, on the first play after scoring a field goal, to make it 10-3, they're losing. Now just pick off Josh Allen on a tipped pass. And now get the ball in Bill's territory. But again, look, I did not really see. It was kind of a blocked view how Josh Allen's throw looked because the defender's right in his face. Josh Allen looks to be a little, you know, a little bit in pain, kind of through his sidearm. That's not a monitor. Josh Allen's right shoulder is injured. He right now is on the field. And again, just through the interception, something to monitor as we do go along here. And again, we will monitor for you on CBS Sports Radio. But again, when we return, it's Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. Why Deshaun Watson is not to blame for the questions about his willingness to play. We'll discuss that next. It's Ryan Hickey here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We got ourselves a brand new ball game. 10-10. Josh Allen just threw a pick in his own end, led to a Chris Godwin touchdown. And right now, Bills 10, Buccaneers 10, six minutes to go for halftime here in Buffalo. Again, something to watch. 
Josh Allen earlier in this quarter was in the blue medical tent getting what looked to be his right shoulder evaluated. He fell on it hard um, two drives before. He didn't leave and miss any time yet. Um, I've not seen him throw a pass. He threw an interception with the defender right in his face. So I've not yet seen him throw another pass since. Uh, so it's hard to gauge too much of how his how hurt his right shoulder is, but he's obviously a tough guy. But right now, still pushing through it, but something to watch as we do progress to this game and maybe through this season, that is a lingering injury. But again, we are right now 10-10, Bills, Buccaneers, just about six minutes ago before halftime, Bills on the move, 50-yard line and driving, looking to take the lead yet again. Speaking of quarterback shoulder injuries, Deshaun Watson this week specifically has been getting a lot of questions from media and fans about his will to play football because of him now being ruled out for week number eight already against the Seahawks. He's not to blame for this. The Cleveland Browns are the ones you should be blaming right now for for Deshaun Watson not playing because it's not Deshaun Watson's toughness or willingness to play as the reasons why he's missed all but half a quarter since week three. It's the Browns' ineptitude. It's the Browns being the Browns as to why these right now concerns are here. Deshaun Watson is more hurt than the Browns let on. The Browns have led you to believe through vagueness for the most part and a lack of transparency that Deshaun Watson had like a minor shoulder injury. I think they called it a shoulder bruise. He has a rotator cuff strain. His shoulder hurts. He has a problem throwing the football. We saw, I saw it. On, we all saw it on Sunday. If you watch any of the Colts uh, Browns game and he played a little bit of the first quarter, he can't throw. He thought he was ready to play. He clearly was not ready to play. And now he's already ruled out. But the Browns are to blame because they did not give any sort of accurate timeline. They put him on the injury report before week number four on a Friday. They made it seem like he was going to play that Sunday against the Ravens. He had, again, outside of one quarter, has not played anything since then because he's actually hurt. And the Browns' lack of transparency has now led fans questioning, well, the, the Browns say he's fine. And Kevin Stefanski says he's not playing as, as you know to, to protect him and keep him safe, but the MRI show nothing structurally wrong. Like, what's going on? It's just not tough. No, no, no. He's actually hurt. And the Browns are to blame right now for, for any questions about Deshaun Watson. And they are leaving their quarterback out to dry. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I do. In this specific case, the questions about his love of the game and his toughness are directed at him, not because he's soft, but because the, the Browns have done an awful job at diagnosing his shoulder. I think they misdiagnosed it. And relaying information to have everyone on the same page of just how hurt he is. He probably should have gone on IR. And instead, the Browns made it seem like it's day-to-day. This is on Cleveland, the team, more than Sean Watson. Okay, in other news in the NFL, as a reminder, stream the NFL and Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. 
The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions, of course, do apply. So the news came out today, very late, of course, or early this week, I should say, very late, of course, that the Miami Dolphins are the in-season hard knocks team. I love in-season hard knocks more than the preseason hard knocks. I think you get a lot more, and it's cooler to follow a game-by-game versus just training camp. But hard knocks for me sucks. It's dead. And the reason is, is because no one wants to do it. And an unwilling participant makes for bad TV. There's a few Dolphins uh, players today that spoke up about it, but I want to play a Tua. Tua Tungvaloa met the media today and kind of talked about a little bit of the um, lack of excitement to be featured right now on HBO's Hard Knocks this season. Um, <laughs> uh, it was... That's probably my reaction, yeah. That, I just, like that's, you know, I have no control over that. Um, so uh, that was probably uh, necessarily not, not the best body language I've had in a team meeting as it was being uh, um, introduced to us that we were going to be on hard knocks. So two is a nice guy. That is probably the, the maddest, maybe outside of attacking Ryan Clark, when Ryan Clark basically called him fat in the preseason, that is the meanest and, and most upset Tua is going to be when answering a question. Speechless. But his, you heard just the pauses in his answer right there as to how upset he is about being featured in hard knocks. We saw the Jets kicking and screaming and basically doing everything possible in the preseason to not be picked by the NFL to be on hard knocks before the NFL forced it down their throats. Hard Knocks for me is out. Like, I'm not, I am not into Hard Knocks anymore, and I think it's on its way out in general because it's not a good product. People don't want to watch if the subjects you are filming don't want to be filmed, don't want to participate. It makes for bad TV. And that's why, for me, when I look at the future of, like, these documentaries, quarterback on Netflix, it, to me, is the wave of the future. Like, that is going to replace Hard Knocks as the best in-depth, behind-the-scenes look at athletes, in sports and their lives. Because quarterback, right, run by Peyton Manning on Netflix, is has active participants, has willing, maybe I should say, participants, where you agree to it. Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota all agreed and allowed and were willing to let the cameras in their life to follow them on a week-by-week basis. So they didn't hide much from the cameras. They didn't, you know ignore them as much as possible or, or put on a bad face. They were honest. They gave you some great access. I loved Kirk Cousins. I thought he was a star of that show. He was tremendous seeing just, you know, not even him just in the facility, but him as at home with his family, how he, how he just is, how his wife picks out his outfits. Like it's such for me, it made Kirk so much more likable. Not that he was like a, a hateable guy anyway, but you just rally around these guys more because they actually kind of show you who they are not in just a a team press conference setting. And hard knocks, when you hear Tua, you had Xavier Howard say some not nice words that we can't play on the radio when asked about his opinion of being on hard knocks. No one on the Dolphins is excited. Now, they have a great team, a lot of characters. I hope that it it ends up being better than we think. But when right now everyone is upset that the camera is going to be in there, it makes for bad TV. And so I don't see how the NFL is going to keep on doing this 
and or HBO is going to get the, you know, the viewership they want when teams are kicking and screaming and dragging their feet and doing everything to avoid right now being on camera. I hope this works. I hope it's fun. But I have very low hopes right now for, for the Dolphins' hard knocks being entertaining in part because they don't want to do it. Have you seen Quarterback at All, Carlos, on Netflix? Have you been able to check that out? It's on my queue, but I haven't done it yet. Marco Belletti's here. Marco, have you seen Quarterback? I saw like two episodes. And? Uh, I was good. Uh, and then my Netflix that I was pirating doesn't uh... work anymore. So now I got to... Actually, get Netflix, so I'm a little slow on that. I will let you use my login, but once you're done with quarterbacks, like unsave it from my list so I can watch it fresh, and then I'm going to change the password because I can't uh-huh. afford you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I got, I figured that out. Well, not figured it out. I got busted last night. For a while, I was at my parents' one mm-hmm. at home, and I guess Netflix was slow. I guess they're going through account by account, right. so maybe we were on, later on the list. Right. Which is, why, which is why I saw a couple episodes of quarterback before. <laughs> Uh, I went to it and I was like, huh, so okay, we don't have Netflix anymore. But you liked it. You'd watch, if you had Netflix, you'd watch it. I did want to see the rest of it, yes. Uh, again, I only got through whatever it was, two, maybe two and a half episodes, something like that. So we were only like roughly week seven or eight, somewhere okay. in that area. Uh, so yeah, it was interesting. It was good to see different things. I saw the wife with the cousins with the outfits. I saw his... Uh, uh, whatever trick door for his uh, awards. Oh, yeah, that's yes. right. Waiting for the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, I didn't get to the part where Mariota quit on his team. I, I was curious to see where that was going to go, and my guess is nowhere because they probably didn't show that. They did. They did. I will okay. not spoil it for you. They did show it for sure. You kind I mean, you have to. If you're following someone around, I get it. You have to show that. Um, did you watch Hard Knocks with the Jets? This Yes, I did. So I know it's tough two episodes, but did you like one better than the other? Between hard knocks and quarterback, they're different. They're different. Uh, they're obviously differently done because it's an entire team versus uh, one right. person, and what you're getting from that one thing. So it's it's a different feel. And HBO has a lot more of the theatrics that they do with hard knocks. There's a lot more of like, you know, Bluff. yeah. Nice I mean, go, I mean, you got the you know the voice of God over the top. Like, there's a lot more to it. And you're you're used to hard knocks. So I would say quarterback was a breath of fresh air. But if you're asking what I think would probably be watched more. Probably hard knocks for the fact that it's team and because they do a good job of giving you the drama that people enjoy. They give you the drama, but also... Granted, like, it's not real drama. I was going to say, not really. No, it's not like, real drama. But you're not going to get real drama. But you're not going to get real drama out of people's personal lives anyway because if something really truly happens, they're going to shut that out anyway. There's no way if something really crazy happens... That Kirk Cousins, as much as he said yes to this, he's not going to let you in on that. No, that but he's going to have a certain door that he's going to say you can't go through. If here. him and his wife get divorced, I don't need to be. I, I don't need to see that on the show. Like I don't need to see them yelling and, and screaming. That's not what I'm, I guess. What I'm asking for is I just want authenticity, and that's what I feel like with hard knocks when you have the Jets kicking and screaming, going, you know, not wanting to do it. The Dolphins basically doing the same thing, not wanting to be feature, like filmed. Like that's where I just like, like how good can it be if the subjects you're you're filming. Don't want you there. You're not wrong. Here's my rebuttal to that, though. You want authenticity in real, real life TV? You're not going to get it. There is no such thing in reality TV as authenticity. There's no such thing. Because if you have complete authenticity, most of the time it's boring. So you have to be able to drum up certain things. And if it's actually really got drama behind it, they're not going to show it to you. So I don't believe in reality TV giving me authenticity. Maybe 30 years ago when it first started, because nobody knew what the hell they were doing, now everybody's either going to put the wall up or you're going to have to drum up the drama that's not there. But I guess 
So you're yes, you're right. But it's not like Kirk Cousins like what was he was boring. For, like there was no drama with him. Like it's not like mm-hmm. I, I need him to do something crazy. But just to, like more see your day to day life and how you live. I think for me at least is interesting in that sense. And he again. He is who he is. He drives a minivan, right? He has the plaid shirts he picks out. But it's like you add that along with now. What I think is cooler, too, about maybe quarterback and is the fact that, I mean, hard knocks in season is going to be like this, too. But the fact you can kind of relive game by game mm-hmm. the the prep, see how they try to attack it, see if it works or not, the adjustments, they, they're mic'd up, so you kind of get um, a lot of in-game stuff you normally wouldn't get. Like, that stuff I like. I don't need drama where it's like, Oh, who's I get that. But then you're looking at hard knocks inside the season because the Jets, as much as they were kicking and screaming, they actually enjoyed it once it was there and they were good with it afterwards. The problem with hard knocks a lot of times is it's preseason. You're always looking at two or three guys that, you know, aren't going to make the club. You're rooting for make the club and all. So there's like there's nothing of substance when you get it during the year. You might get a little bit of that, but you're not going to get a, a crazy amount because it's only a week later. Quarterback, you can get a little bit more about the season because it's last year. They're not as concerned about what you saw last year as opposed to last week. The Dolphins don't want you to know what didn't work in the game plan a right. week ago. And that's why I like quarterbacks. The Vikings like, don't care right. what you didn't, you know, didn't work a year ago. It doesn't really matter anymore. They included full play calls in quarterback. Like you heard the, the entire thing, Kevin O'Connor. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I like that anymore. stuff. Yeah, I get it. But I, mean, I get why you can't do that in season. But that's what I think. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Resonates at least with me more than again hard knocks work. It's still I'm I get still it, but watch. I, I think you're looking at it from the hardcore, and I don't think maybe. they care about you. I'll that, be fair. I think you're right it's people because are. they know you're watching regardless whether you think it's good or not. You're watching. I think the casual. I don't think they care about the spider two Y banana. I don't think it matters to them. They they're looking for. They like the over the top. They like the theatrics, and they like the team aspect. I think a little bit better. Unless you're going to get into someone, one, who's a superstar, and two, really find out what's going on. Because I think that's the one thing that quarterback, if it continues, and I think they're already struggling with it, you can't have three quarterbacks being followed for the year, and it's basically like superstar, mid, scrub. No one's going to sign up for this anymore other than the superstar. And even then, that's only depending on how he, he's viewed. So it's, just, it's, it's, it's a tough sell. It's easier with a team. It's easier. You can get a guy to hide if he wants to. you got somebody else that'll... That'll be that'll die to be get in front of the camera and and ham it up. Well, I could say the same thing about quarterback. And it's that scrub. Like, oh, I don't need the scrub. Well, go to the next guy. Someone's like, oh, this is an opportunity for me to to shine. Yeah, you don't think Tyson brand. Bajan in Chicago will kill for this right now? No, he signed up for that. Yeah, but nobody wants to see Tyson Bajan. That's the whole point. You would have to see if you're doing it now. If you went Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, the only guy that this year I'm more staring at him, a guy that could have been like the third guy, could have been a Baker Mayfield, maybe resurrect, maybe he wants to do it. But other than that, who wants to see a guy that's a backup? I mean, you want to watch Jameis Winston? He's interesting, but I, what, what is he doing? Nothing. He so might he might steal some crab legs. We yeah, could get him on film. You know, he may say some stuff that's fun, but there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. It's hard to do this when you do it year in and year out because you run out of. Guys that are have the compelling story that are willing to talk to you. Willing. That's the part that you need willing for quarterback. You don't need willing for hard knocks. I, I think that's, that's what makes difference. it easier. It makes it a lot easier. There's always a guy that, what's well, a practice squad, whoever the hell it is. There's always somebody that's willing to get in front of the camera and act like an ass. Why? Because people like to get in front of cameras and act like an ass, especially when they don't get a lot of attention. When guys get a ton of attention, they just don't want you around no more. That's the hard part with hard knocks. It's a hard sell but it's easier because you got a lot of guys that can take it. Quarterback, it's one guy. And I'll be fair. 
You get followed around for two weeks and ain't that bad. When they're there after two months, bro, get out of my house. Get out, huh? All right. So you would not be featured. If you were a quarterback in the NFL, would you allow the cameras in your house? Never. Never? No. Never. Not even a, not even a question. I don't know. I don't know how. I feel like it'd be cool, but also, like, I don't know. You are. I don't want people following me around 24-7. That's just annoying. I, again, everybody's wound different. So some people like it. They like to be on. They like to have the attention. They I, I'll be fair. I like being alone. I like being left alone. No. I don't I don't want anything to do with anything that I don't have to deal with. That's my personality. It's not right or wrong. It's just who I am. Now, I enjoy watching some of the other stuff and other people. I, I'm not saying I I want the whole world to be act like me because if that's that that would suck. This world would suck if everybody was like me. So, it's just it's a question of what you are and, you know, your personality and what you enjoy watching. I think these things are fun. I just think it's difficult to do if you're going to, especially if you're going to have it like that. They plateaued it. It was obvious. They didn't tell it to Kirk Cousins, I'm sure, that way, or Marcus Mariota. They might have said it to Patrick Mahomes because what's the difference when you're the top guy? But it's hard when you set it up. Great, mid, meh. That's hard. That's hard for the next guy that goes in and goes, which one am I? I know I'm not the great quarterback. Who's the other guy? Ooh, I might be meh. I don't think I want to do this. All right. All right. When we come back here, Ryan Hickey with you on CBS Sports Radio. How far would you go to skip out on a dinner bill? I've read a story that someone took the creativity to the extreme in order to skip out on a nice $50 dinner. We'll tell you the lengths one man is now famous for when we do return again. Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. But here he is, the man with no cameras. Actually, we have one, two, three, four, five, six cameras in our vicinity right now. So the man who's not on camera, yet surrounded by cameras, Marco Bloody. Speaking of checking out, check out the Hick at Night podcast. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio. Night spelled N-I-T-E. Every little bit of this show is uploaded to that podcast page. Every show I'm here on CBS Sports Radio hosting is there on that page, including... The show I host every Saturday morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern. I know prime time for most, but not for everyone. I get it. So if you're unable to be awake during those hours, that's where you can check out the pod and still stay updated with everything going on with the show. Hick at night. Night spelled N-I-T-E. You heard it in Marco's update. Halftime. 17-10. Bills over the Buccaneers. Still keep an eye right now on Josh Allen's right shoulder. Um, has not missed a snap, but they're showing him again, falling on it, landing on it. Looks to be in a little bit of pain right now. We'll see how he does last year in the second half, but definitely something to monitor as we do continue on this Thursday night. But again, 17-10 right now. Excuse me. 17-10. Bills uh, over the Buccaneers, halftime in Orchard Park. I'm still working through a cough. I'm sure you can hear here and there. I try to get my microphone off, but not every time. It's been a rough two weeks for your boy. Been really run down, unable to shake this like cold, run down feeling. Um, had a wedding two weeks ago in Rhode Island, living here in New York City. Not the quickest or easiest trip to get up there. Then another wedding last Friday night. So back to back Friday weddings. Been kind of going, going, going. Hopefully we're on the tail end here, but we're kind of barely making. Not barely. Actually, I feel like this cough's not been around as as bad as I thought. But we're gonna power through and finish strong here. Uh, on the show. Let me ask you this, Carlos Ortiz. If you had to dine and dash 
what lengths would you go to avoid paying the bill? All right, so I have Dine and Dash. Ooh, in fact, I did, boy. No, I did it with 12 people. Holy. We, uh, I listen, I don't take any pride in this. I wow. took pride that I got away, but, you know, I felt bad, you know, as I got older. I'm like, oh, what a scumbag I am. Uh, we had ha- a broken $20 bill, so like half a $20 bill and two singles. Uh, the in- full intention was going in there to eat and leave. So we knew damn well we were not paying anything. Okay. So ordered a chocolate cake for my brother and everything, like the whole shebang. Oh, you like brought your brother bill- there too. Jeez. Uh, oh, my brother's a-, a year younger than me, but and he's worse than I am. Teaching him well. Um, so we're like 200 deep, the $200 into this bill. And, Which um, are 12 people, by the way. Not bad. Not bad. And it was a diner. You know, so everybody's okay. ordering, you know, you know okay. like 15 bucks a plate. Nothing crazy. Uh, but I sent my brother, who is, at the time, he was a big guy, you know, like 300 pounds, like linebacker kind of big. But he can't run. So I'm like, we need you to go to the bathroom. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll go to the bathroom. We're trying to wink, wink. First of all, this kid comes back because oh, he actually no. used the bathroom. And I'm like, no, you moron. Go you go use the bathroom. So he, I finally got the hint and he left. How far did it, I would I have gone? I was the second to last person. I had to hurdle the server who caught on to us as we were walked up, and I ran across seven lanes of traffic. Oh my god! What? And got away. When you say hurdle, can you like elaborate? I a mean, little bit? like there was a car, and he started to go, and I dukes a hazard over the hood, and I ran across. Well, like, you hurdled seven- the car. You said you hurdled the server. Well, no, I like I like juked him. Okay, you know, I, had, I had to hit him with the left, so hit him with the Desmond Howard, and like, bah, take the stiff arm to the chest. Got through the doors, and then it's like, you know, the universe wanted me to get away with this because there was, you know, again, seven lanes of traffic. This is Queens Boulevard. If anybody's familiar with the metropolitan area in Queens, you know, Queens Boulevard's the main big street that we have here. There's literally two, four. There's literally seven to eight lanes. Of cars that can go. The light was green for me, so I ran over the only the one person that started to go and like dukes a hazard the hood and Holy made it out. Ow. I know that's not what you were looking for. No, but that was better than I was. I got nothing. I, mean, I am a, a goody two shoes. If I had to skip out on a bill, I'm an awful liar. So if I had to like think of something, okay, I cannot pay this bill, I would just run. I can't make up a story. Well, that's what you do. Like, I was like, a, I, I played safety in high school. That I remembered my training. Well, there's one man in Spain who did not run out. Nice. <laughs> he faked a heart attack. Oh, my. He's a, he did this at 20 different restaurants in Spain. First of all. How do you get, get away with it after the second time? 20 times, you said? 20 times. Some of the bills, by the way. Like one I'm seeing here um, in this article, it was he had like a whiskey and paella, thirty-seven bucks. Oh, I have a heart attack. I can't pay the bill. Throw him in jail. I mean, for, well, for thirty-seven bucks, are you kidding me? You know what's you funny? Everybody's time. He's in jail. He avoided paying Good. a few fines. He's in six weeks of jail, which roughly, uh, which you absolutely should. But faking a heart attack, like I mean. I, I don't know the logistics of this, and it's in Spain, so it's not like we can, you know, directly compare here to Spain. But if you think, if you have a heart attack, don't doesn't an ambulance come to get you? Yeah, the EMTs. And don't you have to pay the ambulance bill? Is that not like is that not a thing? 
Am I, am I wrong? That I'm not 100% sure. But Can you, know, you skip out on paying for the ambulance? But, like, somewhere in Spain, someone's having a real heart attack, and they got to go and pick up this bozo. That's the thing. Like, I, the guilt would never allow me to lie and or do that. Like, I would feel guilty and be on my conscience where it's like, I'm going to fake 20 heart attacks. I'm going to get a real heart attack one day, and no one's going to believe me. I'm going to die because right. of it. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I can I can run away from a bill. Listen, again, I'm not proud of it. It's a story I have. I'll run away from it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keel over and say my heart because you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna get a real heart attack. Just like the, you said. I'm trying to think. If you had to lie, like you couldn't run, you had to just like I would never do the family death because again, I would be kind of afraid of karma, like it's gonna right. happen. Like, I'm trying to think, is there anything else you could do to skip out on a bill? You just gotta do the pat of the pocket and like I have no idea what happened to my wallet. I think, you know, say, like, you got bumped into it on the way in. Maybe that guy stole your wallet. Sob story. That's the only thing I could think of. Oh, my wallet's in my car. Let me just go. Let me just go get it and check it. Hold on. I'll be right back. Trust me. I'll be back. Source, trust me, bro. 20 heart attacks. Well, he's in jail. So you got what's coming for you, buddy. All right. That's it. You hear the music. Thank you to Carlos Ortiz. Great job producing the show. Thank you to you. For joining us here on this Thursday night, 17-10 right now. Bill's about to get set and Buccaneers for the second half. Don't go anywhere. JR Sport Beef is next. It's been Ryan Hickey with you right here on CBS Sports Radio.